Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 222 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a consultant, coach, and educator. His mission is to help designers and design teams reach their value potential for the organizations they work with. He has been a designer, a design leader, and a former professor of design, and brings this to bear with frameworks and methods to help professionals level up. He is a co-founder of the Interaction Design Association, the co-founder of several conferences, as well as a writer, a globally sought-after speaker, and workshop facilitator. So welcome to the podcast, Dave Malouf. Thank you. Could you perhaps give us a little bit more information about your background and how you started out? (laughs) Well, um, I started out as a dot-com Silicon Alley child when becoming a designer just meant knowing how to make a bold tag and a web page. <laughs> um, you, you said you knew how to do HTML and they made you a web designer was the title back then. And uh, from that, I you know had a career through advertising agencies and financial consulting companies and eventually found my way to the user experience community. And uh, from there, dabbled more into user interface design and really found a home in interaction design as a practitioner and took that uh, until I started leading teams, um, either as a principal or as a direct manager and then somewhere along the way, I uh, became a professor of interaction design. I just really enjoyed engaging students in that full year, multi-year experience of of leading them through their education process and did that for about five years before coming back to industry as a design leader. And um, most recently, finding my way uh to what we now call design operations or design ops. And that's where the bulk of my consulting practice is. And it's all framed about amplifying the value of design practice, whether by individuals or by teams. So, Okay. And in terms of the the Interaction Design Association, how did that come about? Well, the history of that is um, a luminary of early human-centered design practice, Bruce Tog Tognazzini, um, famous for his work at Apple, uh, now part, uh, now a partner at the Nielsen Norman Group, uh, put out a post saying, hey, interaction design, interaction architecture is a thing y'all need to organize. And a bunch of us took him to heart on that, and we organized. And about two years after that post, uh, we had enough critical mass to form an actual corporation, and three years after that, created an international conference 
that's been going on uh, for 12 years now. And there's a grew from 600 people two weeks after Bruce's post to uh, about 100,000 people around the world with local about 120 150 local groups depending on how you split them wow that, that's quite a gr- growth in terms yeah. of uh, yes from that that's a very small number to start with and to, to build something like that's quite impressive yeah um, and obviously that you've mentioned obviously the the conference side of it um th- is that something you still get very much involved in um involved in not so much anymore um you know, I think one of the important things to do as any community leader is to leave space for others to find their own voice and to grow things on their own. Otherwise, communities don't really grow. They lose engagement from people. So my involvement has been minimized, but uh, I am still a consumer of the event. I go every year uh, without fail. So, yeah. Okay, um, we're going to go into the flow of the interview now. Um, so, Dave, could you perhaps share with us a career tip that maybe the audience don't know about and perhaps should? You will have multiple careers in your life. And being open to that reality actually helps you craft your story for yourself. Um it's an it's important to acknowledge that that and to to have those career shifts uh it's it's inevitable and and in terms of your experience of that obviously you've mentioned being sort of a professor of design and then moving back into um industry as such do you see that as a shift within one career or multiple careers I'd say for me, I've had multiple careers, um, whether that's a shift from individual practitioner to educator to corporate leader and now to consultant. Like those are, those are pretty different careers, even though they're all within the boundary of, of digital product and service design. Uh, I would still consider them pretty different careers. Yeah. Okay. And Dave, can you perhaps tell us about your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience? So my first real manager moment, um, it wasn't my first time like being called a manager, but it's like my first real manager moment. I was at a point in my career where I was shifting from this being a web designer to really embracing and and learning about more traditional design practice, like more formal design practice. And sometimes when we learn about things, we become zealots of it. Like we become impassioned. And I was going through this moment while I was leading a team and I was on the journey. I was on these rails of a journey, um, but I wasn't taking my team along with me. And a lot of assumption, a lot of um, dictating to them what we should be doing, whether or not they liked it. Right. <laughs> and the the lesson there is 
no matter how impassioned you are about something, uh, you can't lead people by pulling them. You know, you, you have to lead people next to them. And you need to, you know, classic cliches, show more than tell and make sure it's as much about and for them as it is about and for you. Um, don't get too religious, if you will, about things. Don't get too orthodox about things. Those are some of the lessons from that moment. Yeah. So it's about bringing the people along with you and getting their buy-in as you go, presumably. Yeah. A mentor of mine talks about um, not like a, a quality of a good leader is he calls it followership. And it's something really hard to understand uh, uh, on its own, but it's when you see people just naturally gravitating to follow you without you having to really ask of them, right? It's, it's because they are engaged in you as a leader and believe in you, um, not because you're asking them to. Yeah. And that, that sense of followership is something to, to strive for as a, as a leader. Indeed, yes. So moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? I'd say the, the greatest success in my career is actually going on right now for me. And so it's taken a long time to get to this moment. But the way that I found a voice for myself, timed it the way it needed to be timed, and just finding these ways to to keep amplifying my own voice, my own story, has, has been really successful for me now that I'm a consultant. And to dig deeper into some of those things, like really finding my strengths uh, based on knowing myself really well and doing that work of understanding who I really am and that um, short-term engagement-based consulting is just the way my mind works. And that, that, that was probably the most important part of understanding that was the most important part of getting to the place where I'm successful now and allowing myself to do the kind of work I'm doing. Um, because it's so easy to just say, oh, I'm going to keep finding this new corporate opportunity and use my knowledge over and over again, whether it fits my behavioral strengths or not, uh, because it's easy and safe. And sometimes we need to be true to our strengths to really become successful. And so there's just been this major change in the feedback loop that I have been getting from my various tribes and communities, um, as well as from my clients, uh, since I've been able to, to move in this direction. Is there anything you found out about yourself through that process that, that surprised you? It's interesting. It, it wasn't so much about finding things that I never knew as much as 
allowing myself to be okay with it. So like that whole idea of being a sprinter instead of a marathoner, right? Like that never felt acceptable to whatever silly frame mental model I had about career or work or people's expectations of me. And once I stopped worrying about that or just being open to, hey, that's just in my head. Let's see what happens if I let go of that. The surprise was that letting go of that actually worked, right? Um, so it wasn't really a surprise about myself as much as like it, the surprise that it actually like worked, I think. Right. Okay. Yep. And Dave, what excites you about the future of the industry and careers in IT in particular? Well, I think, you know, the, it's, it's a digital world for good and for bad. And I think that you can be within the world of information technology in any way, shape, or form and impact any part of the world. You know, I, I used to work a lot in cloud computing, like pretty directly in IT and as a designer. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're working in hosting for a lot of e-commerce companies, the uh, company I was working for at the time was, was Rackspace when they were really in hosting. And we used to have one quarter of e-commerce run through our servers around the world. And I came up with this phrase of like, hey, we make Christmas happen, like where Christmas doesn't happen without us. And because yeah. like, it was around the time when we were just freezing code because of Black Friday and the pre-Christmas season and everything. And I was like, never in that environment before. And it was just like, oh, snap, if we break, so does Christmas. And wow, we were, you know, Yes, it's about making money and it's not the most important thing unless you're, you know, under 12 years old. But like, it's like, <laughs> it's like really impactful in its own way. And then I learned later as I moved through IT um, that like one of the biggest clients was like CERN research centers or Notre Dame's, uh, University of Notre Dame's, you know, biomedical AI facilities and all these other places that were a lot more universally, globally, morally um, meaningful. And like IT could do that um, or, you know, just sell stuff, right? Like it, it could do yep. both. And that's what excites me about a career in IT is you get to decide where you want um, to have an impact in, in yes. the world. So Exactly. Yeah. Dave, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yes. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Um, <laughs> I don't think it was a conscious decision. <laughs> um, I don't think I saw like a bunch of servers and data centers in my life and thought, hey, I want to do that, um, <laughs> to, to be quite honest. There are some people who do. Um, but to be quite honest, I <laughs> in, uh, in the early 90s, um, I had just come back from living abroad and teaching English and living on farms and milking cows and stuff. And 
I uh, uh, discovered uh, the world of computers uh, again and bought my first laptop because I wanted to continue my writing of poetry. I started abroad. And uh, once I had that laptop, I was just thrown into uh, the world of Prodigy, CompuServe, and AOL uh, in the early days and just became addicted to it <laughs> yeah and um uh found my first job in computers as a research editor uh for the now famous michael wolf um who wrote the the tell all about trump uh, yes. a couple of years ago yep. uh, but we were working on a, a couple of books a series of books called net guide and i was the, one of the research editors and then he tried to spin it into like a, a yahoo competitor like a directory service. And so all of a sudden I was doing HTML and that's how I got into IT. Like that's, that's the the moment addiction job <laughs> and lame technology beginnings. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Well, there's, there's two and they're a little bit different. One, one's a little bit more like in the clouds a bit, but like, be happy, like go, go to where you're going to find joy in your life. Cause this is to say it's one third of your life is an understatement. It's, it's more than that when you work in it, especially as like a, a designer or a product manager, business analyst, like there's no off switch on this stuff. So do, do what is going to bring you joy, right? That's the first thing. Yeah. The more tactical thing is, and it, it might be cliche at this point, but don't look for a job. Look for a manager. Look for a partner, right? Um, my best jobs have been the ones where I knew the manager either as the first step of the job initiation or the the interview cycle or um i knew them before and worked actively to try to work for them and so like didn't matter nearly as much what kind of company it was or uh like the market or things like that um or even the job title as long as i got to work with that person and it changes over time who that person is. Sometimes you stay with someone for a while as they move, you move with them. Um, but really like find that manager because they're going to have the greatest impact over your career development as well as controlling a really big part of your joy when you wake up in the morning to when you get home for dinner. Yeah. If you get home for dinner. <laughs> yes. Um, and possibly more difficult question. Um, what is the worst career advice you've ever received? That is a more difficult question. I really don't think I've gotten a lot of bad advice. And so I've either been really lucky <laughs> or I can't tell bad advice from good advice. Um, I'm going to reframe that from advice to like criticism that I've received. Okay. And I think the worst criticism I received from my resume or my LinkedIn is that people see a lot of change over short periods of time. And 
there's like this old school way of thinking that if you change jobs too much, that means X, Y, and Z about somebody. And, you know, you can have that opinion or not, but I've actually found it to be a strength in my career to have those changes, to have all of those learning opportunities, to be able to bring the knowledge from X place to Y place and so on. I've found to be a strength. Um, and I've been able to bring a lot of value to the organizations that, that I've worked for um, in those transitions. Um, so it's not exactly advice, like stay places longer. I don't think anyone's ever asked me to do that, but people have criticized my resume or have said that they're worried about my resume because of that. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's just moving to learn and being curious, you know? And if you were to begin your IT career again in today's world, what would you do? I think I would um, go for a design MBA. Um, I think in the end, IT is about business. And I still love design and and what design offers. So I would definitely want to maintain my connection there. But I would really appreciate more of the formal background that an MBA gives in uh, business. And the part of the MBA, like the kind of MBA that I would be most interested in is in operations. Um, You know, I'm drawn to design operations because I'm drawn to operations. And I think, you know, if I ever could find a path without having to go back to school, (laughs) because I think I'm done with that (laughs) personally, um, going back to the joy thing is if I could find a path to like eventually becoming like a COO, like that is like my executive ideal right. endpoint. Um, just being there for the logistics and the support and engagement of uh, people process and process. That sort of leads yeah. on to the next question as well. So, what are your current career objectives? Um really just stabilizing this relatively new consulting practice. I mean, it's been two years, but it's still very much um, a new thing. Seeing how I can get to the point where it really is a solid business, even if it's a business of one person and it's not quite there yet. Uh, I think that's really like the short term, short term horizon. Uh Long-term horizon is just to uh, probably transition away from consulting part of my business. And like, if you just looked at it as a bar graph, really increase the coaching part of it. As consulting goes down, coaching goes up um, and maybe education staying like um, a second tier after coaching just because I love the classroom environment. Okay. Yeah. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Just given everything, you know, who I am and where I come from, it's, it's people. And so many ways being attracted to 
the question of understanding who people are. And I apply that, you know, my degree is in anthropology, right? So it's just sort of obvious from there, but like, um, but I apply it not just as a designer to like customer centrism and, um, you know, user research and stuff like that, but like I apply it in how I build relationships and navigate politics and all the other important pieces that are really about people. Like 90% of IT problems are about people on, in, on various sides of the IT cube, if you will. Yeah. There's people everywhere. And the technology is almost secondary to the people problems. Yeah, very true. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? I think the conferences um, is a big part of that for me. And just being, you know, knowing thyself is important and I'm an extrovert. And uh, for me, that writing and engagement and conference curation and conference attending and teaching is how I stay energized. Um, it's really difficult for an extrovert to be like a one person working out of their closet of an office at home kind of environment like I am right yes. now. So getting out into the world literally and speaking and writing and, and being engaged is, is how I stay energized um, and just love it. So. And what do you do in your spare time away from technology? Uh, travel. Uh, it's my favorite thing to do is to travel. Uh, I was just in Iceland with my family um, in August, uh, just, just before school started for my children. Um, that was an incredible travel trip. Uh, I just love that. Uh, I love going to new places. It's one of the advantages of being a consultant and a conference speaker. Um, you know, it's, it is work, but it's also not work. So like I'm going to India next month, oh no, November, um, for the first time. And I'm really excited about that. Um, yes. So, yeah, travel is an important part of my life and definitely that engagement with the new um, and with people is really important. Yeah. And Dave, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Um, stay curious. Uh, I think curiosity. When I, when I have career mentees, career coaching clients, uh, the ones who I love the best are the people who are just starving curiosity, you know, like they're just insatiable and you can just see how they turn that into being growth oriented, uh, always being interested in changing. And they apply that to skills, which is kind of the easy part, but they also apply it to wanting to learn about themselves and being curious about themselves and the people in their lives. And so just be curious. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah. So uh, my website, uh, my corporate website is uh, Dave Maloof, one word, uh, D-A-V-E-M-A-L-O-U-F is in Frank, dot design. That's where you can find me. And uh, I'm on the Twitters at Dave IXD, uh, talking about all kinds of design and 
I I have to warn you, I get into American politics. So, <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, those are the two main places to find me. Great. Dave, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. A quick thank you again to my guest on today's show for sharing their career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. Now that there are three new episodes of the show every week, make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out. And don't forget to join the new IT Career Energizer community group in Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be great to hear from you and to learn about your own career journey, your successes, opinions and thoughts on the future of the industry. Thanks for supporting the show. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.